0: podcast provides our listeners with an opportunity to learn more about the Mount, our alumni, and how we live significantly. We're very excited for what is coming up next. We live significantly and can't wait to offer you an inside look into the Mount. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce President Tim Trainer. Hello and welcome to the Mount St Mary's University podcast Live Significantly. This is Tim Trainer and I'm very pleased to serve as the president of Mount St Mary's University. On this episode, it is my true pleasure to welcome Will Wood to the Live Significantly podcast. Will is the Environmental Health and Safety Manager for the School of Natural Sciences and Mathematics here at the Mount. Will has been working alongside Mike Turner, assistant professor of biochemistry, to test our wastewater during the COVID-19 pandemic. Will, do you mind sharing uh, some more about yourself uh, with our audience? Sure. Good morning, Dr. Trainer.
1: I arrived at the Mount about three years ago. Um, Previously, I had been the director of environmental health and safety at MICA and right before that at Radford University. I earned my master's degree from Virginia Tech, where I focused my studies and research on environmental science and public health, as I believe the two to be closely entwined. I grew up in Virginia Beach, enjoying all things outdoors, such as surfing, skateboarding, hiking. And my wife and I got to know each other traveling the world and still hold a passion for doing so and is instilling that passion with our children right now.
0: Awesome. Well, you've been a great teammate here, and, uh, and I'm, I'm glad you're with us uh, here. Um, as I mentioned, Will is working with Mike Turner on testing our wastewater and has been doing exceptional work. Testing our wastewater has really been helpful in identifying trace amounts of the virus shed through the wastewater coming out of our residence halls. Will, is the same kind of testing being done for the spring semester? And if so, has the process been modified now that we have completed one semester of testing?
1: Yes, uh, we are currently testing all the residence halls on campus. Uh, Last semester, we also tested a few non-residential spaces, but we're not able to glean enough information to to warrant continue doing so. The ultimate risk truly lies within the residence halls as well. Uh, late last semester, we also determined the sample location for Terrace missed some of the uh, building through re- <clears throat> and through research with uh, MES, which is our wastewater partner. We had found a, a more encompassing testing location, therefore we can get a better read on the building.
0: Okay, uh, Will. Now I, I know we've learned some uh, some from our testing thus far. Can you tell us what we've been able to learn uh, from testing our wastewater?
1: One of the large challenges with the SARS-CoV-2 virus is um, that the long incubation period exists, uh, the varying symptoms, um, many of which are, can be confused with other common illnesses. And then the, the biggest one is the range from asymptomatic cases, uh, the presymptomatic cases where people don't develop symptoms for several days before, and the level of infection going from asymptomatic to then the worst-case scenario, obviously, death. So that has proven to be a challenge. So testing the wastewater allows us to ID a potential issue well ahead of the symptoms. It has been stated that it can be up to five days before symptoms present themselves. And of course, in asymptomatic folks, they never present symptoms. So it it helps identify those as well, because we're we're shedding the virus, even if we don't know we are. Uh, One analogy I can use in my uh, EHS world is a fire safety analogy. You could look at the wastewater testing being somewhat of a smoke detector, and the, then the accompanying individual testing would be more like the sprinkler system. So when the smoke detector goes off, then people can start evacuating, and then the sprinkler system goes, and then we we pull pull the uh, get the fire put out. Obviously, in this case, pulling the people out of the building and putting them in isolation.
0: Yeah, that, that analogy is great, Will, and I know, you know, I, I want to go back and pursue a little more of this idea with you on um, asymptomatic folks, because young people, uh, as we've seen, I think nationally, tend to be more asymptomatic when they have the virus relative to older folks, and I think that it that's played out here. Can you talk a little more about that, please?
1: Sure. Uh, I did notice that in review of the contact tracing data last year when I was putting together a report for the Frederick Health Officer uh, who funded the wastewater testing last semester, and uh, it was noted that about roughly 40% of our uh, cases were asymptomatic, which they never developed any symptoms. So that there's a challenge that we, we are presented there with that. Now, great, it's grateful that these individuals don't get sick, uh, but of course they can obviously spread it, and that's where the big challenge is.
0: Yeah, and we likely would not have identified many of our asymptomatic students unless we were testing the wastewater. So, uh, thank you very much, Will. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The team behind our team is our dedicated Mount fans. Please visit mountathletics.com to check the schedules of your favorite teams and to learn more about our great student athletes. Go Mount! Welcome back everyone. Will, are other universities testing their, uh, their wastewater? and do you think this overall this is an effective way to help fight COVID-19 at schools?
1: Yes, I, I am aware of a, a number of universities performing this now, although I believe the mount was at the forefront in this endeavor, particularly in our region. And I think it's a wonderful tool for early for early warning signals of the infection. Um, and it's far less invasive than an individual test. Uh, in addition, it can encompass a large amount of folks uh, for, for quite a bit less than if we were going to test every individual on campus. Um, however, I believe that it's just one arrow in our quiver. And to be effective at battling this uh, virus, it needs to be
0: accompanied with uh, other tools as well. And you're you're spot on there, Will. As we have used, we have many quivers in our uh, uh, quiver, quivers and uh, arrows in our quiver that we've. You're using. Um, is there a certain benchmark uh, that you th- you would set when we would uh, stop testing our wastewater?
1: Well, it's hard to say anything definitive about this virus. However, if the vaccine rollout increases and we are we as a university community can reach our stated goal of 80 percent. Only then, I, I think it, we could likely
0: see removing this from the quiver. Uh, can you clarify uh, what you mean by the 80%, please?
1: Well, the Vaccine Policy Committee has come up with the 80% number to be in line with the uh, CDC guidance. That That's the closest we can get, or that's the best opportunity to be at herd immunity. And therefore, the reduction of cases on campus w- would likely occur with that 80% herd immunity.
0: So you're talking about 80% either vaccinate, you know, vaccinated or somehow being immune to the virus? Yes, sir, from previous infections. Thank you. And uh, uh, since a lot of testing and work is being done in the science building, do, do we have students engaged there in the testing and learning about the coronavirus?
1: Yes. Dr. Turner used non-infectious genetic material from the SARS-CoV-2 virus last semester for his genetics course. In addition... Uh, we have recently procured a number of antigen tests that we are gauging the students in the health professions club and becoming swabbers to help alleviate some of the burden for the athletics testing, as the NCAA has uh, mandated in uh, three up to three tests a week per
0: varying different competition levels. That's great. I think I, I'm really happy that we have students involved in appropriate ways. Uh, so. Uh, both to help and and to learn. And that's one of the wonderful thing, one of the many wonderful things about our students here is they want to help serve others. Let's take a final break and we'll be back to wrap up this edition of Live Significantly. We know that you have many options when it comes to giving. So why not choose your mountain home? From enhancing academic offerings to athletic programming, Your support ensures that our students continue to lead lives of significance. To make your gift, visit msmary.edu today. Welcome back again, everyone. Will, do you know what the financial impact of Mount St. Mary's is for doing this testing, and can you share some of those costs?
1: Yes, uh, it's it's quite significant. Uh, There's a couple components to it. Uh, One is the MES component. At Maryland Environmental Services, MES, is our wastewater treatment plant operator. So this was something that we had to negotiate with them as a, an additional cost to the university and going out and sampling the, um, the wastewater on a, a in this semester a weekly basis and last semester a bi-weekly basis. And the other component is the laboratory, Cosmos ID. And so last semester, we were fortunate enough to have The dual tests a week funded by Frederick County, uh, based on a conversation that I had just in researching the topic. And this led to building a professional relationship with the Frederick County Health Officer, Dr. Brookmeyer. And she, in turn, ended up offering funding for the biweekly samples. This has changed this semester, and the burden has fallen on the, the university. And we were testing once a week. The uh, lab charges $300 per sample, and we're testing 10, 10 residence halls. Um, we uh, we worked to try and get the, to see if we could do it in-house with doctors Trainer and Sikowski over in the Department of Science. Um, and we looked into methods of analyzing it and getting similar results. And, and by the time we determined uh, that we would get the similar results, we were, well over the budget that we would want to be in the case where we were paying for the third party validation that you get with the lab and we uh, were on it also unable to test the two genetic markers and we were only testing one so that therefore it, it became the better opportunity to stick with the lab and and move forward there.
0: Thanks, Will, and, and the lab has been a, 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 a good partner in this, as has uh, the Frederick County Health Department. Um, besides COVID nineteen nasal swab and wastewater testing, can you tell your can you tell our audience what other testing we are doing now to keep our Mount uh, community safe?
1: Yeah. So, as mentioned a little earlier, we have cured uh, many thousands of antigen tests. Uh, in some cases, uh, they're. Uh, Competing vendors, but it just again it adds more uh, more tools to the toolbox, and and doing so, um, they are. It is a nasal swab, but it, the antigen test is a less invasive nasal swab, um, i.e., not the colloquially known brain tickler. It's just um, an anterior nasal swab, and so this is what, as I mentioned earlier as well, that we're uh, looking to engage the health profession students to help uh, alleviate some of the burden from the athletics department since they are testing um, quite a bit on a weekly basis now. And other testing methods are still going through um, FDA emergency authorization and approval, and we're looking at at those as well in, in an effort to continue to reduce the time lag between The taking the test and the test results. That is one of the major benefits of the antigen test. And then hopefully over time, the antigen tests will also become a little bit more accurate and and closer
0: to the, the PCR test. And for our final question, what's been the biggest adjustment you have made since the beginning of the pandemic?
1: Well, we as humans, as social beings, and I, like many, thrive in those connections. And obviously, this is a, the leading cause for spread. So, in reducing that, has been a challenge for me, and trying to find a happy medium for my kids and my family. I've also learned to pay more attention to others' eyes and, and cherish the moments in masks when I notice others
0: smiling. Yes, indeed. And yes, we can tell when people are smiling behind masks. So uh, thanks for reminding us of that, Will. Um, uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Will, for taking the time to talk with us about how you live a life of significance through hard work, dedication and leadership. Be sure to visit the Mount's website at msmary.edu podcast to learn more about how others are living a life of significance. Thank you and go Mount!